0: Kingdom Revelations is a podcast of Royal Identity Ministries. Founder and director Luke Niebergall has addressed the body of Christ around the world through corporate gatherings of believers. Luke serves the body of Christ as a prophetic voice by developing healthy prophetic cultures where God can move and speak. Welcome to Kingdom Revelations. I had a dream in two thousand and twelve, uh, and the Lord spoke to me very profoundly through it. I had, a, I had it a few days right before two thousand and thirteen hit on the new year, and in this dream, I was standing in the throne room of God. You know, it was it was majestic. Like I would look around and I could see the angels, and God the Father was sitting on His throne, and it was really interesting because when I looked up in the sky, there was no ceiling in the throne room. I, I would just look up and just see stars everywhere. It was it was it was beautiful, and I, I walked up to God the Father. And when I walked up to him, I stood before him and he looked at me and he said, Luke, did you bring what I asked you to bring? And all of a sudden, I'm just thinking frantically. I'm like, what did God ask me to bring? And all of a sudden, I just fabricated something up. And I'm like, well, God, I brought you my strength. And he said to me, he's like, I didn't ask you to bring your strength. Did you bring what I wanted you to bring? And I said, well, God, I brought you my passion. And he's like, Luke, that's not what I asked you to bring. And I'm like, well, I brought you my talents and my giftings. And he's like, Luke, that's not what I asked you to bring. Did you bring what I asked you to bring? And all of a sudden, revelation and just insight just swept over me of what God the Father wanted to hear. And I reached into my pocket and I pulled out my journal. And in this time of my life, I was going through a lot of just deep processes and just deep things and some some fears and anxieties. And what I started to do in my dream is I opened my journal and I began to just read to God the Father the feelings of my heart. And I began to just read to him my process and my journey. And as I did this, this wave of relief just swept over God the Father's face because what he really wanted to hear was about the feelings of my heart. He wanted to be a part of my journey and my process. I, I find it very profound what God is doing in the church right now because you guys like I know that we're um I know that we're believing for a move of God. I know that we're we're believing for this crazy external revival and we want to see the miracles, the signs and the wonders. But something that we need to understand is that that external revival will never be stewarded properly unless an internal revival can be stewarded properly. Why is that? It's because the external is always the byproduct of the internal. You know, God moving externally is always the byproduct of what God is doing inside of our hearts. And you guys, like how we invite God in to, to create an, an internal revival is us walking in vulnerability and transparency with him. God really wants to actually be involved in our process and in our journey and what we have a tendency to do in the church is I've noticed it's like you know a lot of us are really good at going to God we're really good at praying but often when we go to God we we cloak our hearts in in our strength and our passions and our giftings and our talents and we come to God looking really good and we almost tell him what we think that he wants to hear. When really what we do when we do this is we're, we're creating distance between us and God because we're actually not allowing him to come into our journey and to come into our process. You know, it's really interesting if you look in the Old Testament, what they used to do culturally back then. And we look at it and it seems really strange and odd to us, but it was very significant what they did. So in Old Testament culture, often when someone was going through a form of distress or inner turmoil, they would rip their clothes and this seems just really bizarre to us, and it's almost comical. But what they were doing is is this was an outward expression of what was happening internally inside of them. So anywhere that this person would go, it was like people would look at them, their their clothes would be all torn up, they'd probably have bags under their eyes, their hair would be all messy, and everyone would be like, well, that guy's going through tough stuff. It was an outward expression of the inner turmoil. Now, what we do culturally now is instead of... Tearing our clothes and, and, and wearing what's going on internally on our sleeve is we cover things up and we put on masks and we pretend that everything's okay when really it's not. And I feel like what God is doing is he's He's calling the church to a place of vulnerability and transparency and he's crying out to the church and he's saying, I want to be a part of your internal journey. Because you guys, we're, we're praying and we're interceding for a move of God and God's like, I want to do that, but that will never be stewarded unless you let me in. That's never going to be stewarded properly unless you learn to let go of your insecurities, your fears, and your anxieties. You know, I often meet people when I'm doing itinerant ministry and something really funny kind of happens. Like I'll speak somewhere and, you know, when you're the big public speaker, you get people coming and talking to you all the time. And, you know, someone will come up to me and right away they won't even share their name with me. They'll just, they'll just start sharing revelation or they'll start prophesying over me or share their glory stories. And that's totally fine. But when that starts happening five or six times, and I I still don't know who that person is because they're just sharing these stories, it tells me something. It tells me that they're really good at at wearing their strength. They're good at wearing their passion. They're good at moving and gifting. They know how to share revelation. But there's something inside of them that's actually afraid to show me what's actually going on in their internal culture. There's actually a part of them that's afraid to actually show me their process of what's going on inside of their heart. And it's really sad to me because... I know a lot of people, it's like we're really gifted, we, we might be really prophetic, we might move in healing, we might have crazy artistic ability, but we hide behind these things so much and really often what's going on is there's a, there's a little boy inside or there's a little girl inside that was once rejected or once abandoned and they're, they're really just crying out because they want to be received and they, they want people to know about their journey and their process. They want to know that they belong, but we're so afraid to be vulnerable. I just feel like God is just calling the church right now. He's saying, I want to come in and bring healing to the wounded soul. You know, we, we have no idea how much it actually affects us when we hold on to these woundings, when we hold on to these insecurities. For a lot of us, it actually holds us back from stepping into our destiny. Moses is one of my favorite Old Testament leaders. I I have a vast amount of respect for him. But it's really interesting because in Exodus chapter 3, God comes to Moses and he says to him, like, you know, Moses, I want to set the Israelites free. I want to bring them out of of the Egyptian bondage. And God's telling this to Moses. And all of a sudden, an insecurity begins to stir inside of Moses' heart. See, there was this internal process. There was this insecurity inside of him. And he said to God, well, God, I can't speak with eloquence. So God said to him, well, Moses, I'll I'll teach you how to speak. But Moses wasn't allowing God into the internal struggle. So he's like, no, I can't do it. So God gives in and he says, well, okay, well, I'll raise up your brother Aaron to be your mouthpiece. And what we don't realize is that Moses was confronted by God and he was given an opportunity to confront something that was going on in his heart and his internal culture. And since he didn't deal with it in Exodus chapter 3, every day when Moses led the Israelites through the wilderness, he probably had to constantly deal with this insecurity inside of his heart. So all of a sudden years pass by after they're delivered and the Israelites, they come to Moses and they're like, Moses, we need some water. Did you get us delivered so that we could just thirst to death out here? And so Moses goes to God and he says, well, God, like, what are you going to do about this? They need water. And God says something that sparks Moses's heart wound. He says to Moses, he says, Moses, I want you to speak to the rock. I want you to speak to the rock and water will flow from it. So all of a sudden Moses is in this position where he was like, I didn't deal with my heart wound. I didn't let God into my internal journey. So what Moses ended up doing is he embraced his heart wound. And instead of speaking to the rock, he struck it with a rod and water flowed from it. And we see this as a small deal in the church, but really this is actually a really profound thing that happened because since Moses didn't confront his heart wound, he actually disobeyed God. And this was actually the very thing that, that made it that Moses couldn't enter the promised land. His heart wound and his internal journey that he didn't allow God into, that was actually what stood in direct conflict with his destiny. So, for a lot of you listening right now, I feel like as I've been speaking, there's been different things stirring inside of you different insecurities, different fears, different anxieties. And those aren't stirring inside of you for no reason. They're stirring inside of you because God wants to bring freedom. And He doesn't want you to paint yourself in a way where you look impressive to God. God wants you to come to Him raw and vulnerable. Rawness is an incredible thing. If you look at uh, King David in the Psalms, he was so raw with God, he was like, I hate my life, kill my enemies. You know, he was so raw, and then afterwards he'd come to a place of just understanding the faithfulness of God. But it started with him just like singing his soul song. You know, sometimes we just want to sing in the Spirit, and that's great, but sometimes you just need to sing out what's going on in your soul with God a little bit, and then you can get to the spiritual things. You know, so for some of you listening, I just want to pray over you right now, because I feel like God just wants to do some heart surgery. And yes, God can do that through a podcast. So Jesus, right now, I just pray over everyone who's listening right now, And Jesus, I just pray that you just um, lay your healing hand on their souls. And God, that you just touch the areas of their hearts that are being stirred right now. God, for the insecurities, the fears, the anxieties. And Father God, I pray that you just release healing over them. God, for those who have been rejected or or abandoned or abused, Jesus, I pray that you just reach in and you just bring healing to the wounded soul right now. Father, for those who are listening who have never felt God the Father's embrace, Father, I pray that you just wrap their hearts in your arms right now. Jesus, that they'll feel your embrace for the first time. That they'll know, God, that they haven't been abandoned, that they're not alone, but that they belong. So Jesus, I just pray this right now. And God, I just release healing rains over hearts right now in Jesus' name.